Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby, and I'm standing under the glow of our newly installed plank light. Um, we ended up going to Home Depot today, and we meant to find crimping materials... By the way, the mask mandate's back on, so that was interesting. Home Depot is the most rebellious of stores that I went to in terms of that. But, uh, yeah, crimping stuff, bunch of, eh, maybe too much work. Too much work. And when we were there, there was chain. Chain is already in our uh, design language. It's used in other parts of this room. And it's still sta it's still steel, so it is what it is. We decided to go with chain. We had to have a dude cut it for us, and uh, that was more trouble than it should have been. The guy had a lot of badges, a lot of Home Depot badges. He was a platinum employee many months over, and um, he had a, a gnarly limp, wasn't very friendly, and yeah, he basically messed it up. We asked him for two lengths of 12, and he gave us a length of 10 and a length of 11, and um, then he didn't write the skew down correctly, and it was an all-hands-on-deck emergency at the register because of him, had, in case he had to go back and take a picture of the barcode. Whatever. We came back. We hanged up the light, and it looks great. It looks great. It's shining properly uh, now, providing more than enough light in here. If you wanted to read a book or something like that, you definitely could. And it's much more even light than it's ever been in here because... Uh, it always, I mean, even with lamps and things that were set up, you guys know this from grandparents' houses. They used to have lamps. You, have, you used to have to scurry across the room in the dark, all scared, and then struggle to find the lamp in the dark, uh, cold of their uh, extra long rooms. And you'd think, why don't they just have a light switch? And it uh, turns out this is why. You know, they liked it that way. Anyway, proud of that. Happy it turned out. Still need to get a canopy to cover up the plug, but it's looking good. Now, after that, Casey and I had to go to a storage unit. We had those kinds of errands today, but I was watching cooking videos last night, and the same dude, Adam Ragusa, that uh, had a coffee cake recipe that included malt powder. If you guys remember that, malted milk powder sent me on a, uh, a real hunt a couple of weeks ago. Well, he also made a couple of bagel videos. As you guys know, I make bagels. And uh, one of them was including malted barley syrup. And malted barley syrup is much like uh, sorghum, something like that. It is a sweetener juice. And uh, he added it to his bagels. I wanted to give it a shot. So we also had some gift cards for Kroger, and I was like, let's go to Kroger. Let's get some supplies. We did get some delicious supplies, including Worcestershire sauce, which I haven't tried in so long, but there was another cooking video where he made homemade Worcestershire sauce, and it looked like a lot of trouble, but it made me want to try Worcestershire sauce. So we acquired some of that. Um, and other goodies. They did not, however, have malted barley syrup which we were warned of in this video, the guy's from Canada, and he said, uh, you know, I got it in Whole Foods in Canada. Okay, so we went over to Whole Foods, 
went around Whole Foods, searched, even asked for help, and uh, nothing. They did not have it either. Uh, I did, however, get my uh, salad of today. It It was strange, guys. It was... I didn't know if it was supposed to be cooked or not. I tried it kind of both ways, half cooked, if you will. It was a uh, crayfish salad. It was very much like kicking crab salad, but it had crayfish in it, Cajun. And uh, it was good. I I said to Casey, this must have used like 50 crayfish, knowing what I know. And uh, I do love those little guys. To eat them, I mean. I used to catch them in the creek growing up, but it was good. It was good. Um... And we also got some weird sodas, a couple sodas. I never drink them, but you see an interesting, like, Whole Foods brand. It's worth a shot. So we had those, and we chilled and drank them there. Um, still no malted barley. We even also went to Sprouts, and they also did not have malted barley. So we went to three grocery stores looking for malted barley syrup. People say, oh, just order it. Oh, get it on Amazon. Oh, it's like, yeah, that feels wasteful. I need malted barley syrup. I don't need malted barley syrup in three cardboard boxes. So we'll see. I'm going to keep my eye out. It's not really the end of the world if I can't make another batch of bagels this week. So whatever. Um, We also got a few bundles of firewood which is going to be very fun to have the fireplace going this year uh, now that it's been redesigned. And sure, there are other delicious tasties, but I can't really think of them. So while we were coming home from the grocery store, I knew it. I should have known it. I did know it. I intuited it as it was happening. We were pulling in off of our street, and there was a couple in probably their late 30s, with several dogs, more than I cared to count, probably four. And uh, they were walking them past on our driveway, right, on the sidewalk, and we were waiting to turn in, and they were going so slow that we really had to slow down, and we had our windows down, so I was like, hey. And then it just, you could tell that, like, they were going to wait and talk to us. And uh, we pulled around them. We went up the driveway, up the driveway, up the driveway, into the garage. And then we get out, and yeah, they're, they're halfway up our driveway. They followed us up the driveway. And um, it was very friendly. I bet you can guess. I bet you can guess. They wanted to talk about the roof. They live around the corner. They wanted to talk about the roof. And they were very much like, oh, we went online and looked, and it would cost us $55,000 and all this and that. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about energy for a little while, and I don't know that that was their, uh, that was primarily their interest. The woman, she said that they have a Tesla. And uh, so the reason I bring this up is, one, it just shows, like, our paranoia is very deserved. We do get a lot of looks, and a lot of people will want to talk to you. And I've told you guys about that before, having people come up to the door and ask if we're trying to sell the house and, like, that kind of stuff. It's awkward. But uh, also I appreciate it because I do want to kind of try and tell people about energy efficiency and stuff like that. And I got to throw out my analogy of central heating is like using a wooden pan on the oven to cook. Um, I don't know how much they cared about that. But funny that they're like, oh, the price. We don't know that it would ever pay for itself while we live here uh, because we only want to live here for like 10 years. And then when our kids are gone, we'll probably move. 
And you're just like, to me, and Casey said this, there's a lot of stuff to break apart here. First off, I remember when we were looking at uh, appliances and kitchen stuff, one of the sentiments that was parroted a lot was that if you put in really high-end kitchen appliances like uh, Sub-Zero and Wolf, that that's the kind of thing you would mention on the listing for the house. If you ever want to go resell it, those appliances add worth to your house for resale. Um, now, you might know this about me, you might not. I actually have a massive amount of resentment towards resell attitude that things only have dollar amount worth and if you're not seeing it in the in the spreadsheets or whatever then it doesn't matter hey do you like a nice fridge do you like a nice oven do you like a nice roof you know what i mean and we did mention to them you know our insurance paid for it that helps here's tips if that's what you're worried about um but i, I think that's an interesting sentiment that people don't realize well like yeah it doesn't have to pay for your does your normal roof pay for your power bills? You want your normal roof to pay for itself with power bills in the time you live in the house? Like, okay, have fun. You know what I mean? Do you need a new roof anyway? Because then subtract that price from the price they're quoting you. So anyway, also though, and this is interesting to me, Tesla cars, I think I mentioned to you guys that they had their quarter three earnings call yesterday and I only got the tail end of it. Um, turns out there's a whole cottage industry on reporting on those sorts of things. And they sold over a million cars. They've now got annualized million car a year sales. And that is actually insane. I think that most people would struggle to make a million dollars. Um, and that's the only thing in a million that they can picture, maybe a million M&Ms. But, um, Making and selling a million cars is insane. They actually were, I just saw some charts that compared their car sales to everyone else in the last couple in this year. And it's like they're blowing everyone else out of the water. I think you could combine like GM, Ford and Volkswagen sales and it still wouldn't make up as much as Tesla sales. Anyway, this woman has a Tesla and she doesn't know if she wants a Tesla roof, but it's like, dude, surely a Tesla car, I mean, every model of Tesla car costs more than a Tesla roof. So one of them will just cost you money. Not very much, not as much as a, a normal car. Speaking of which, did you see guys, Tesla insurance just started in Texas, I think. And um, because now they have safety scores that they're giving you um, at the car analyzes how well you drive and it allows you to qualify for full self-driving beta early access store stuff if you're a really good driver but it also changes your insurance rate on the tesla insurance and um it was really dirt cheap i think people that were getting 90 out of 100 uh, their insurance was 80 dollars a month or something and uh, if you got 100 out of 100, it was like $50 a month insurance. So even that saves you a lot of money. And then electricity, as we've talked about, costs a lot more than uh, unleaded gasoline. A lot, a lot, or sorry, a lot less, a lot less. It costs a lot less. You could fill your Tesla up for like $15 at home. There you go. So when people say that sort of stuff, oh, we can't do the money for the Tesla roof. It's like you found the money for the Tesla car. And cars are like pretty disposable in America, almost as disposable as homes. Or, no, wait, the opposite. I keep getting these reversed. 
Homes have an average life expectancy of 26 years in America, I think, maybe 29. Um, if I'm going to be giving them a few years, I think it's 26. But um, cars, it's like 5 to 10. So if you can justify spending that much money on a car, you can chip out for a nice roof, I think. But who am I to judge? <sighs> so, yeah. Interesting run-in. Now I have this Worcestershire sauce, and I intend to make a shepherd's pie tomorrow. I also got lamb, which um, I don't think I've ever bought lamb from the store. And this was organic, so I splurged a little bit. I bought some lamb, and uh, I'll be living with that decision for the next couple days at least. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, wait. I also made a Dyson warranty claim, dude. The second one on this Dyson vacuum. This V7 Casey got me as a present before we left. It has changed the way I vacuum, I think, for the better. But the thing is pretty fragile, pretty delicate. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of experienced, usually women who uh, get vacuums all through their middle age, they uh, have opinions about this sort of thing. And I like to talk about them and share them. And I think Dyson's are great vacuums, but uh, it says a lot that I've had to make two warranty claims. They made it pretty easy on me both times. The first time, they just immediately sent me a new wand. Did not really fix the problem, but they sent me a new one. And then this time, it's just like failed to hold a charge. I take it off the charger, and um, it lasts seconds. And then it needs to be charged again. And that's really unacceptable. It's also sporadic. Uh, and this time it, it was a little bit more difficult. I couldn't get a hold of a real human and they wanted me to text them to make a, a claim. They are, you really get to their warranty claim via their troubleshooting. And sometimes I don't want to troubleshoot. I'm not a fool. I know what's wrong here. It's broken. So, right. Like send me a new one is kind of, I want to skip to that step. Um, Anyway, you, you couldn't do their live chat. It was made unavailable. And then you called them and it started texting you. And then after 30 seconds of texting, they were like, okay, we'll mail you a new battery. And uh, I, th I was like, wow, that was easy. And then I got an email from a dude, an Indian dude, um, which has to be said, by the way, that's the one kind of discrimination that when you are dealing with problems like this, in a day and age, this, this podcast is about to go a little bit longer, so you better buckle up. When you are dealing with problems like this, and you can, you're having a hard time getting a real human, and then they all... <laughs> I almost went there. Then, then they give you... Then a, the first human contact you get is from someone who is not a native speaker of your language. And it's also... Um, to me, glaring red flag of outsourcing, which is not chill. I think that outsourcing uh, is disgusting, and we're living in the consequences of that, which is how I want to pivot to. I've been seeing a lot more of the anti-work subreddit hitting the top page, and it's becoming very contentious now. Um, all of these strikes in the country. Uh, hundreds of General Electric employees walked out today on strike because of a uh, ma mandate, and then uh, a bunch of Kellogg's factory workers are on strike because of terrible hours. And IATSE was just on strike. And I think more people should strike. And more people should violently strike. 
violently strike down their oppressors with spears, guns, and uh, machetes and stuff like that. But we'll see. We'll see. I really hope we're getting to a boiling point. And one of these kinds of dealios that we're talking about here, it ties in with Tesla. There's an engineer who runs an uh, engineer consulting firm called Monroe and Associates, Sandy Monroe. I've talked about him before. He has a YouTube channel that's gotten popular. And lately, uh, of late, he's been focused on the N Nishtas, uh, the National Highway Safety and Transportation Administration, I think. One of the, it's scrambled form of that, has been going after Tesla for their self-driving. And they've put this woman, Biden, I presume, has put this dumb woman in charge who literally does not know what she's talking about. And she started making claims about how white men, like seriously, referring to Elon Musk, um, about white men or risking people's lives for an experiment with self-driving and all this nonsense. And it really plays towards, and you can look into this more, but um, the Biden administration is not kind to Tesla. And that's, that's bizarre. Tesla, like um, the only American innovation, or innovation for the last several years, it seems like, especially in manufacturing, especially in engineering and uh, batteries and all these kinds of things. And they, they have to get constant disrespect from this joke of administration uh, as far as electric vehicles go. Like they called this electric vehicle summit and they had like Ford and GM and like all these joke companies who have just barely gotten on the ball. Um, they had all of them present but did not invite Tesla and that was a few months ago. It's only gotten worse with them going after this full self-driving. And Sandy Monroe had a video where he just went off on Harvard MBAs and how they're just ruining this country with their uh, silly philosophies of uh, management and that they just embed themselves in not only government but also all these big institutions and just run everything into the ground with outsourcing, sending everything to China is what he mostly talks about. It's gross. It's gross. I hate it. Um, but I like that Sandy went off on it and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. it kind of all ties together, right? Like the Tesla, the manufacturing, and the lack of... I don't know. Like, doesn't this to anyone else... Someone said to me the other day, I remember who it was, but we won't go into it, about, oh, the coming stagflation. And I was just like, man, we have lived in stagflation my entire life. And I'm sick and tired of these disrespectful old people pretending like stagflation might come around the corner. When we've literally been living in it my entire life. I remember being taught about stagflation in high school. And it was obvious to me then that we'd been living in it my entire life. And I think that the teacher at the time, my econ, econ teacher, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, probably. It's insane, especially when you look at home prices. But instead, they base stuff of inflation on like a market basket of Wonder Bread and eggs. And it's like, dude... What? Like, no, it's housing. Everything in a market basket for inflation should be weighted on what everyone actually has to pay. And uh, if you think that the majority of people's costs are bread and cheese and stuff, like, you're out of touch. Because, it, what? What? Anyway, I say all that because I feel like, 
and I, I don't think I'm alone in this, America feels like it sounded like it must have felt in the uh, <laughs> Industrial Revolution, like with kids losing their arms in uh, machinery and stuff like that. It's not that far off. I mean, it's not as gory. It's not as graphic, but that's that Harvard MBA strategy of keeping people complacent. If you saw a kid getting its arm ripped off next to you, you wouldn't be as likely to stay complacent. So they've replaced that kid with a robot and just lowered your wages to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so yeah, thank you very much. Please stay healthy, drink some water or some Worcestershire sauce, and come again tomorrow.